There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It was a, a really topsy-turvy season, not just for Drogheda, but for everybody. But, you know, so many good memories from Drogheda pointed to that late winner against Finn Harps, the wins against St. Pat's and Bohemians at Head in the Game Park. But... There were also the, the downs as well, the Derry City Cup game. So many, so many games that were on a knife edge all the way through. What was your standout memory from the season? I think you actually mentioned it there that that winner up in uh, in Finn Harps, Dane Dane Massey's last minute winner. I think uh, was it Luke Heaney got sent off, and and uh, you know, and, and mm. Dane scoring that winner, and the celebration that ensued with young Alex Conroy running on the pitch and hugging the players. And, you know, that's quite poignant, really, when one thinks that a number of weeks later, Alex and his dad was there. Alex uh, lost his dad uh, a few weeks later. So, you know, that that was that's something that's sort of, you know, been a a really difficult part of the season for us as a club and and for Alex and his family and everybody. And, and, you know, another related memory, which is a lovely memory, is when, you know, when we beat Dundalk and Dundalk and the pictures of Gary Deegan and Dan O'Reilly and Jim and everything hugging uh, young Alex after that that was you know that, that that was very poignant but very um you know I was so proud of the players and the club and the way they rallied around Alex and his family and uh you know that was you know shows the good that can come from football and from you know a real proper community club yeah and that that image you mentioned there it's it's still very clear in my mind of Gary Deegan hugging him after the final whistle and the, the thing that sticks out with me was the the look in Gary Deegan's eyes there. It was just, uh, it's, even thinking about it now, I kind of get goosebumps. It was a very poignant image, as you said. Yeah, absolutely. And he's, uh, Gary is uh, Alex's favourite player and who's been just amazing all season, Gary. You know, uh, he really has. And, uh, you know, it really did affect the players because Alex is at every home and away game and his dad was with him at every home and away game. And they're part of the, you know, they're part of the fabric of the club and the players, you know, many of whom are, you know, quite young as well, and some of whom are fathers themselves, you know, when something like that happens, it, it you know, it really hits you. And uh, and I think that image really captured that it, it did affect Gary. And the players went out that night against uh, Dundalk, and they did it for, for Alex and for David. And I think that was just wonderful. You know, it was a real, uh, it's, it's a terrible, it was a real low point, but a high point at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. It was a it was a very emotional night and a one that will live long in the memory for 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 all the right reasons, as you said there, the club rallying around and everything else. I wanted to discuss a little bit about the the squad at the moment because obviously there's been a lot of speculation this week linking the likes of Killian Phillips, Mark Doyle, Dan O'Reilly, Jimmy Brown, I suppose in particular, with moves away from the club. Have you had any uh, approaches from other clubs about those players or indeed any other players or what's the standing or the status on that at the moment? 
Yeah, there, there's, there, when you have a very good season like we did last season and when some of these players perform so exceptionally well, there is interest in them. So there's no point denying that there isn't because there is. Um, do we want to keep as many of them as we can at the club? 100%. Are we going to try our best to keep them at the club? Yes, we are. Uh, can we compete with clubs backed by billionaires and multimillionaires in the league in Ireland domestically or indeed with the lure of full-time football in the UK. No, we can't. So, you know, we will do everything we can to keep as much talent as we can at the club, but we have our limits. And uh, these players know that it's a special club. They know that they have a special place in the hearts of the Drogheda United uh, supporters and of everybody involved in the club. But yes, there's interest in them. And, you know, when people come approaching them going, whatever Drogheda United offer, we'll, we'll better it which is a very disrespectful way, quite frankly, to approach any player in my view. Um, you know, this is what we're dealing with here, you know, and, uh, but, you know, some of them we have on, on contracts like, uh, like Killian and, you know, Killian, you know, is, is, you know, it's no, no secret that Killian's going over for trials in the UK. He's a wonderful kid. He's done, had a magnificent season. Um, Killian's on a two year contract. You know, would I love to see Killian playing in the Premier League and playing for Ireland in a couple of years? Time? Of course I would. So, you know, I, I, I want what's best for all these, these, these guys as well. But equally, I don't want to lose them, particularly to domestic, uh, rivals who, quite frankly, I don't think are as, um, as good a place for them as Drogheda United. And the, the burning issue of fees is something that comes up an awful lot in, in League of Ireland with players often leaving for, for nothing or for, for practically nothing. Would you stand to receive money from, let's say, just those four players, Phillips, Doyle, O'Reilly and Brown, for example? What's the situation in terms of getting a fee for those players? Would they be in danger of going for nothing or how would that work? No, no. Um, well, actually, um, first of all, Killian's on a two-year contract. Um, and there are buyout clauses in that contract. And if some team wants to buy Killian, they know they have to meet the buyout clauses in the contract. So Can you tell us what that is? I won't tell the exact number. It's not ridiculous, to be honest with you. You know, because, But these things become negotiation points. You know, I, I want to just, you know, for any supporters listening to it, think about the Matt Doherty situation of Bohemians. And that's, you know, the, to me, what's actually more important is to get sell-on deals and contracts. Mm. Because if somebody goes on, like Matt Doherty, you know, going to Spurs for 15 million and, you know, Bohemians getting 10%, that's life-changing money for a club. So you, you have to weigh up the different, you know, look at Bazunu with Manchester City and the money that they're paying over to Shamrock Rovers. Again, clever negotiation by Rovers there. So um, it, it isn't necessarily just one figure. It's about all the other clauses. And the other players, um, you know, Jimmy and 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 uh, Mark and others, um are, we're all under under 23, so they're, we're entitled to domestic compensation for any of those players, uh, the younger ones who go to to other clubs, and we will be rigid and steadfast in ensuring that we get the full amount of compensation that's due to us. How does that exact situation work then in terms of compensation? Because that's not to say that you're going to get what you think you should you should get for the likes of let's say Jimmy Brown, who's been brilliant this season. Like yeah. you know, do you think would you be confident that you'd get you know what what he what he warrants in terms of a transfer fee, or is it, oh, no, is it still no. relatively small? No, it's relatively small. You, you know, these 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 guys were all on one year contracts, right? So um, and uh, so they'll come to the end of their contracts. So if they move to another club, we've offered them new contracts, and then you're entitled to compensation, which is uh, there's a calculation way of doing it with, uh, with with the rules from FIFA and the FAI. So we're entitled to domestic compensation. It's it's really 
you know, it's it's nothing life changing, but it would, you know, it, it'll help to fund our budget going forward if we do get some compensation there. But it's really relatively relatively small amounts. But it, but we'll still hold clubs to it. Don't don't get me wrong. You know, I've had one club make me an offer. And basically, I told them what the compensation fee was, and they offered me a quarter of it. I just went, I don't think you listened to me. I said, this is the compensation. Is that a club in, in the league or outside of Ireland? In the league. Right. You know, is, that and, something uh, that anno- is that something that annoys you? Yeah, it does, yeah. But it's like, I, you know, the, the rules are there <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's not a negotiation point, you know. Um, and, uh, and, if, and if a club wants to, buy a player or, you know, as I say, take one of these players, they have to pay that amount. And if they don't, they won't get the license to operate in the league. So they can't, you know, they, they, they have to meet the rules that are laid down by the FBI. That's all we're doing here. We're not doing, we're not doing anything, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, underhand. We're, 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 we're saying you have to follow the rules. So, um, so anyway, look, that I don't, sorry, I don't want to, I'm not having a go at that specific club who did that. They're, they're, they're having a go, right? It's negotiation. I understand. So I'm not, you know, there's no, uh, they, they were actually been, they've actually, they've actually behaved really well in how they've approached me on this. And I actually appreciate that. But the nature of the offer, I've just been very clear going, there is, there is only one amount that you have to pay here. And if you don't pay that, forget it. So look, but you know, I, I always have to balance these things up. You know, a lot of these players have given great service to Draw United and they're, you know, we get on really well with all of them. And, you know, I want to see them all flourish, but equally, you know, there are there are some of these guys who I think can go on to bigger and better things. And if they're going to what I call the same level um, at another club in, in, in the country, you know, I look at it and I go, I, you know, I don't <laughs> I don't really mind trying to hold them a draw, to be honest with you, because I, I think if they want to go on to something really big and, you know, I'll give an example. If they if, if Shamrock Grover's come in for them, you know, with the, the lure of playing in Tala and European football, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, I understand some of those things. So we're not I'm not unreasonable, you know, I think on, on some of these things. Um so I, I guess, you know, would you be would you be sort of fairly sure that there will be some high profile departures from, from the club in the off season? Uh, is it hard to say at this point? Uh, I'd be surprised if there wasn't, but all, all I can say to fans is we'll do our best to keep as many as we can. But they know how good some of our players are. And, you know, there are, you, there are clubs in the UK looking at a number of them. So would, if any of the UK clubs come and offer us the right romance for them, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really pleased for the players. I'd love to see some of our guys really make a success of it in England or in Scotland. And, and, uh, and cause it brings good, it, it's a great reflection on us as a club that, and, and on Tim and, and Kevin who've developed these players into being good enough to be like that. And to me, what's important for any other young players in, in, in Ireland is it's really important to go to a club like Drod, if you're a talent who will play you. Not a club where you just think, I'm at a big club, I'm going to sit on the bench. Look at the amount of game time that, you know, even, even say Dara Markey, uh, you know, Dara was at, was at Pats before us yeah. and he, you know, took a step down to come to us and he's played all this season and he's been sensational. Look at the amount of game time Connor Kane or Jimmy Brown has got. You know, we do believe in young talent at Drada and we play it and it is a brilliant place for people who want to get on the radar of clubs across the water. Drada is a superb place and Killian is the best example of that. Killian's going to a Premier League club for trials. That's, that's because we, Tim, I've got to say this, Tim and Kevin, particularly 
gave him a chance and put him in at the deep end. And there are people in the league blown away by how good he is. But some other clubs, he might not have even got off the 19th bench, yeah. you know? So I think that's why we're, that's what one of our selling points as a club, you know, we, I can't compete with the billions that are at Derry or Rovers or whatever it may be. Um, and uh, sorry, they're not billions, they're, they're backed by billionaires yeah. and, and the many other clubs that are backed by multimillionaires and the, the member on clubs like, like, you know, Bohemians and Sligo who are more advanced in their development than Drada, right? They're my, they're the clubs I aspire to get to. Um, and they have bigger budgets, but you know, there's, we can, we know we, we batted really well this year with the second lowest budget in the league and, and, and performed exceptionally. And we're not that far off Europe. Um, and, uh, I think everybody's been pretty much amazed by the job that, that Tim has done, uh, in, in the club and getting, you know, eking that much out of a budget with a great combination of youth and experience. So, um, yeah, very, um, you know, I think we're, I think we're really, you know, I think the club deserves respect for how they've developed these players. Mm, absolutely. Um, you mentioned him there, some speculation, albeit it didn't seem to be particularly concrete mentioning Tim's name and, in uh, the same sentence as the Dundalk job. Is that something that you've uh, been made aware of? Have you had any approaches for Tim from, from Dundalk or any other clubs? No, no approaches, no. And, uh, you know, again, and it's a little bit like we talk about the players, you know, Tim will go on and manage at a higher level, right? But losing him to a domestic club, which I don't see as a step up, like, quite frankly, moving from Trotter to Dundalk, I, I, they may be more full-time in football, but again, Dundalk are in rebuild mode. I don't really see the attraction for Tim there even. So my view is, you know, Tim's next step is to move into a, a, a bigger role across the water. I think he can take the step up and that will happen at some point. I hope it happens for Tim. Um, in the same vein, I'd be very proud of Tim if he lands a job in Scotland or in, in the UK. Um, and he'll go with our best wishes when that happens. But taking a sideways move into in, in, in the League of Ireland, I think he's better than that. And has there been any, so there hasn't been any inquiries from, from further afield and for Tim uh, so far? Well, not directly to me now. I don't know. Not, you know, but I mean, look, I've, I've always said this to Tim. I said, Tim, if a big job comes your way, we will part as friends and uh, we will wish you well. And I would never, you know, so we have a very, you know, we're a very open relationship like that. There's no, you know, we're, we're not difficult people to deal with a drought or reasonable. We understand people, we understand people's expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, just one final thing on the, on the playing squad. Dinny Corcoran, it was announced during the week was, was released. Are there any other players uh, from this year's squad who may be departing shortly? And have you uh, lined up any potential replacements for the likes of Dinny or anyone else that might depart? Yeah, well, I, 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 all I know is Tim is in multiple conversations at the moment with existing members of the squad and with some potential new joiners to the club. And, um, but, you know, I just want to reassure supporters, you know, you know, you hear a lot of clubs, um, announcing every day that they announce somebody and we're not going to do that this year, right? We're going to pull together a good squad. We might make a couple of announcements with groups of players, but I'm not doing this thing where every day we sign somebody, we're announcing it. We're going to be a little bit more. Um, grouped in our announcements really about when we do that but Tim's talking to lots of players I have absolute confidence and so is Kevin uh, that they're going to assemble a good squad uh, it might look a little bit different um, I hope there's a lot of faces that we know from uh, from previous years who've been great with the club and um, but there'll probably be there will be some new blood no doubt about it but uh, I've, I've faith that they there's a lot of players around the league 
um, whom I hope will be attracted to Draw United by what we have achieved in the last few years. I think this is a really good club for me to go to. So um, I, I'm, you know, I'm still positive about the, the season ahead. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. We won't be watching uh, Twitter every single day then for, for announcements or end signings. We'll, wait, we'll <laughs> yeah. wait and see. I wanted to discuss one thing that, that got mentioned during the week, and it was um, Senator Shane Castles, who, of course, has, has former uh, involvement with Drogheda United as a club promotion officer back in 2010, albeit for, I think, it was only three months. But he was talking uh, earlier this week on multiple um, media outlets about building a new stadium for a potential bid for the 2030 World Cup, which, to be fair, was, was pretty much shot down by anyone, any of the interviews I heard. Um, but... You know, we've talked to you before about the need for a new stadium in Drogheda and Drogheda are far from the only club and dock up the road are in the same boat. How frustrated uh, do you get when you hear conversations around another big stadium potentially being mooted when a lot of the grounds in, in the uh, League of Ireland are in a serious state of disrepair? Well, uh, first of all, I'm actually I'm actually quite supportive of a World Cup bid. I know not many, not, not, I might be in a minority. I actually think it's a really good thing. Um, uh, for football in this country, that we do go ahead with a joint bid with the UK, I I, I see lots of positives in it, um, but not to the detriment of the development of facilities in the League of Ireland, and that's that's the priority here. We don't need another big new stadium. We have Croke Park. We just need to get a good relationship with. Um, uh, with, with the GAA to be able to, to use that. We have the Aviva, which is a fine stadium. Windsor Park has been developed, which is super. When I was up there the last, I couldn't believe how good it was. Um, and yes, sure, we need we need better stadia around the country, but a World Cup bid doesn't mean about building multiple stadia. We do not need a white elephant out in the middle of nowhere um, and hundreds of millions spent on it. We do, however, need hundreds of millions spent on infrastructure for League of Ireland clubs mm. and for community-based infrastructures. Don't think about this when you hear people say Drogheda need a new stadium. Don't think Drogheda United need a new stadium. It's it's the town of Drogheda, the environs of Drogheda needs yeah. a new stadium, as much as Dundalk do. And, you know, we don't want a stadium so it's an asset to the club. Mm. I want 
a stadium, so it's an asset to the community. And people, when they say, oh, you're always moaning about wanting a new stadium and new training facilities, I go, yes, I do. But we're a not-for-profit club, Dave. Yeah. And, and you know, so we don't do these things because we want to become rich property developers or anything like that. We do it because we want to provide better infrastructure for the community and for sport in the community. And that is really important. And even to share stadia with other sports, that is absolutely fine as well. So I think that, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm totally in favor of more spending on infrastructure, but not on one big white elephant. Yeah, and in fairness to Shane, I should say he, he was talking of um, municipal stadiums as well, but it was the the headline grabbing item, I suppose, was the was yeah. the twenty thirty stadium. But um, so I should I should mention that as well to be fair to him. Um, just on that there, you, you talked about there the, the, the finances and everything else, and drawing up being an offer profit club. Obviously, just up the road there, the docks ownership has changed in, in recent weeks, and I, I saw an ad for Stat Sports on the television last night with a lot of big name Premier League footballers in it, which I was quite quite surprised to see, but it was great to see it as well for a local business. In terms of Drogheda United structure, where where does the money come from to run Drogheda on a day to day basis? I suppose is the question. Uh, yeah, good, good, good question. Well, we've just recently hired um, you know Hubert uh, Murphy as general manager of the club, which is a big appointment for us. And Hubert is spending his time out there in the business community, you know, raising sponsorship, raising the profile of the club. But mo- most fundamentally, the money comes from gate receipts at matches and from season ticket sales and from merchandise sales and from sponsorship. And uh, and the sponsorship is is hard to get. Like I'm not under any illusions about it. But we have taken the club in the last few years from having a debt of 350, 400 grand down to being virtually debt free. Okay, and that's been a huge achievement by everybody involved in the club. And at the same time as reducing the debt, getting us into the Premier Division and staying in the Premier Division. Now, that's a testament to to the, the management team, uh, Tim and and Kev, the players, and all the volunteers and people associated with the club. So. We, but it is hard when you're setting budgets to think about where is this money going to come from. However, what you do is you look at the the, the season ahead and you see right, we're going to have St. Pat's, Shells, Shamrock Rovers, Dundalk, Rovers, Bows, etc., coming to Drada um, and bringing big crowds. And uh, we hopefully will have big crowds as well ourselves. Um, and that is, you know, that's that's what drives a lot of the revenue out of the club. You know, the, the 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 gate revenue. That's that's the big thing we're trying to work on. You know, obviously, I'd love to be getting big name sponsors into the club, and it's 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 hard. We we're constantly working on that, um, but we're not borrowing money, um, and we're we're trying to do it right. And we get, you know, we're new membership schemes we're looking at, and season ticket sales, and as I say, merchandising and all the ancillary, bit of money from the car park, um, money from the tower, the, 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 the phone mast in the ground, all, all the bits and pieces that all add in there and some money, you know, from the FAI, obviously prize money and things like that. So, but we don't have somebody, and this is the difference, who's prepared to say, I'll give you two or 300 grand a year so that you can have a bit, little bit of a bigger budget on the, on the, on the player side. We don't have that. And when somebody came along and said they want to give me that, that's great. But equally, Dave, I want to see money spent on infrastructure. And we're trying to raise money at the moment. We have a big Christmas raffle with business class flights to anywhere in the world with Turkish Airlines, which I should plug here. Mm-hmm. And what that's about is raising money to build better training facilities for us. And and for us, Andrada boys, who are at the amalgamations, uh, is underway at the moment. And, you know, that is what's really key is that we have better training facilities owning our own training facilities um and albeit in a trust 
um, where we can use those training facilities and we're not paying money out to third parties, you know. Mm. So, so it, look, it's it's not easy. And trust me, there's a lot of sleepless nights, you know, thinking about, worrying about where's the money going to come from. One thing you mentioned there was sponsorship and uh, Shamrock Rovers, just uh, obviously newly crowned league champions, sponsored by a gambling company. I know this is something that, that you've a, a bit of a bee in your bond about, and it's not, I'm not just saying like Shamrock Rovers, it's just a, the example that comes to mind given their sponsorship deal with, with 8 at 8 Sport. But on, on a broader kind of a, in a broader sense, gambling in, in football is something I know that you're, you're not too happy about and you'd like to see something changing around that. Yeah, and I don't, I really don't want to pick on Charlotte Rovers here at all. I, I understand the commercial needs. Look, we we've been approached as a club twice in the last year by major gambling and casino type companies, um, and at both times the board has rejected the approach and said no. And the reason we've done that, some some people might think I'm mad, but the reason we've done that, we're a community based club. We have had the stadium named after a mental health charity for the last year. I cannot be so hypocritical as to be standing there one moment saying, you know, we are, we believe in, you know, good mental health and then be sponsored by a bank, a gambling company the next day. And quite frankly, I was, you know, I'm going to have a little pop with Dundalk here and their older guys. I was really disappointed to see Dundalk, who as a club had the tragedy of losing one of their, you know, great servants in in Harry Taff, uh, you know, uh, and, and to see them, as a club who, you know, should be embracing mental health, being sponsored by a gambling company, I thought it was crass, quite frankly. And I know that most of the supporters of Dundalk agree with me on that. And, and, uh, and I hope the new regime in Dundalk can, can really agree, you know, can, can actually address that. And it's not, again, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm one of these anti-gambling. I, I, I'm, you know, I have the odd bet myself, right? So I'm not going to, people are going to say you're a hypocrite, but, What I do not like is how synonymous betting and football have become, that you look at the Premier League and 17 out of 20 clubs have got relationship with with gambling companies. Look at the amount of shirts in the Premier League with betting companies on them. When you watch a game in the Premier League, you see just around the the advertising screens, just betting companies, betting companies, betting companies. And I don't want to see that come into the League of Ireland. It is not. We see so much mental health and uh, problems in Drada associated with gamblings and suicides associated with gamblings. And as a, you know, as a club, we've got a strong stance on it. I'd love to see other clubs in the league equally adopt a strong stance on it. And it's, you know, we're meant to be a club that looks after a community or a league that looks after communities and does the right thing. And I just think, and you see it happening in La Liga. They've banned yeah. gambling companies on shirts. There is uh, legislation we talked about in the UK. The same thing is going to happen. And, you know, people say, you know, it's the old Bob Dylan quote, money doesn't talk, it swears. You know, you, you, you know, it's, it's easy to turn and say, oh, I'll take this money from the gambling company. Well, sometimes you've got to have principles mm. and you've got to stand up for what's right. And even if it does cost you some money, um, I'd rather take a, 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 a sponsorship, a much smaller sponsorship from a local business who does good things in the community than a gambling company who just destroys lives. And again, it, and it's not. It's it's these online gambling, it's the casino type thing, and all the rest yeah, of it, which yeah. are really uh, is so closely linked to addiction. And and so so you know, if if the people who the members of Drawdy United disagree with my stance on this, they can vote me out as the chairman. I don't care. Um, but that's a principle for me and the rest of the board, and we're going to stick by it. And in terms of the the actual figures that are being offered, is it significantly more? When a gambling company comes knocking on your door and wants to sponsor Drogheda United, is it significantly more generally than what you what you've got in place with other 
organizations with Scotch Hall, for example, who are the sponsors of the course at the moment? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's could be two or three times more. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's it's um obviously you made your position clear on it, but I can I can understand how it would be very tempting for for clubs because it's become so normalized as well. That's the thing, isn't it? But Dave, that's the point. It's you see these adverts on TV where you see a bunch of lads sitting down on the couch to watch on the sofa to watch a to watch a match, and they're all having a bet. Right. This yeah. this idea that and so when kids see that, when a 15 year old kid or a 14 year old kid sees that and they they normalize it and they think football is gambling, gambling is football. Oh, and while I'm at it, I'll start doing spinning things and seeing if I can win money this way. Yeah. And that's what leads to addiction. But gambling, you know, as I say, I'm not against gambling per se. Sure. You know, it's this it's this association, this normalization of gambling with football and with other sports and that you can't enjoy sport without gambling. Yeah. That, that is what's, that's a really, really um, dangerous side to gambling. And I think, you know, and, and you can put all these little, you know, things about, oh, you have to be gambling aware and, you know, and, you know, we, we put limits on this and all the rest of it. I, I, I think it just still is being normalized way too much. And I think as a league, what I'd really like, and I, you know, it's, each club's different, right? So I respect that. But as a league, I'd love to see us come together and take a stance on this next year. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll wait and see. I won't hold my breath on that one, I, I guess, is the only thing there. Just in terms of, fi- finally, your, your hopes for 2022, um, both in terms of, of Drogheda United and, indeed, for the, the league and football in Ireland as a whole. Yeah, I, I think I think as a league, we're in a good place. I think the the general public perception of the league is, is really good. Um, for, for, you know, I, I think there are... Um, I, I think I think we've come a long way, even from a society point of view in Ireland and our acceptance of things. Um, I think we've come a long way. And I, I always find it around the league with all the people that I meet. I feel very welcoming people um, who are very pro- quite progressive in their thinking. You run clubs and, you know, I'd love to see one of the things I really would love to see um, over the next year. And, you know, maybe 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 I'm being a bit optimistic is, you know, I'd love to see some openly gay footballers in the league in Ireland. And uh, and I, I feel 
Um, you know, there's not one openly gay footballer in the league in the UK in, in all, all divisions. Yeah. And, you know, we've had role models here in, in Ireland in rugby and in GAA. And I actually think supporters in the League of Ireland, I know it's probably very difficult if you're a gay footballer in the League of Ireland to think, to be worried about coming out and all the rest. So I actually think of all the players that I know and, and of, of the supporters, you know, I think we're a really, really accepting community of people and a very inclusive community of clubs. And I, I really would love to see that, you know, a gay footballer would feel that it is okay to come out with their teammates and with the supporters that they receive around the league. And I actually think it would be really well received around the league. And I, I it's, it is one of those things I'm always conscious of as well. And I, I know that in United Park, that if there's ever any homophobic abuse or anything like that, yeah. supporters rally would rally around and, and go against, you know, we'd, we'd throw out people who were like that if there was a, mm. a, 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 an openly gay footballer on the pitch. And I think that's not just draw it. I think that's around the league in many, many clubs. So I'd love to see something progressive like that. And I think the gambling thing is similar. I think as a league, we've got some very progressive thinkers. I think what we're doing is the, the, the development of the women's game is amazing. And that's something we're looking at at Toronto United as well. We're about to appoint ahead of a women's academy going forward. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I feel all these really good, inclusive, uh, embracing diversity um, as a league. I'd love to see more initiatives around that. And, and I think that would be a big thing for me just generally in the league going forward. I think the FAI are in a much better place than they were. Um, quite a while ago, I think Jonathan Hill is the right man to lead them. I think I'm impressed with everything he's been doing. Out, out refereeing lately as well, I saw. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's out. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a good coach as well. I know he's coached quite a few kids as well. And, uh, and Mark Scanlon, again, has done a terrific job as a director of the league. And I think he's brought real stability and progressive thinking to the league too. So look at the cup final this weekend, you know, huge crowd going to the Aviva. It feels like a, a good place, the League of Ireland. I, you know, I really just hope we have a good season at Drogheda again and, and, you know, hold our own in the league and, and start to build out some of the rest of the club with our, as I say, our link with Drogheda boys and the women's side and things like that. So, you know, we're all going in the right direction as a league. We should be positive about it. Um, but we have to keep pushing forward and doing the right thing as clubs.